Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Irene. Hey. And we're we're here to talk about Top Chef, but before we do that, uh, we've got to talk about Colton Underwood. Oh. So, Irene, tell us what happened. Oh boy. Okay. So, and we were we should have talked about this last week. This I feel like this is kind of like later in the I news cycle. I actually I I. So we thought about doing an emergency episode. I was in Southern, like our schedules just, we couldn't yeah, make it we work. Just have a, we just have other lives other than this I know. podcast. I, it's I, really it's, hard. I know it's <laughs> shocking to hear that we have other things to do other than I mean, podcasts. you moved. Did you I go, moved. Did you travel too? No. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we did? moved. Oh. And then the week we moved in, we just went to St. George for the weekend. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you moved. You're traveling. My daycare had COVID, so See? I had I had See? I had to provide my Lies. own childcare with my own personal body. Absolutely and- <laughs> terrible. I'm actually I'm glad we've had a, like a minute to process it because there's a lot to I have, process there are here. So it is many feelings, right? Complicated. Okay, so I don't know what day it was. Sometime last week, early last week, Tuesday maybe. Colton Underwood went on to whoops went on to that was totally me. Um, Good Morning America, and he revealed to the world that he is gay. Yeah, and I w- and I think he did apologize very lightly to Cassie, maybe to like all the women, all the women. So, okay, I mean, do I think all the women need an apology? No, like. Who among us hasn't tried to date a gay man, first of all? You know, do they all owe me an apology? No, I should have known. Great point. Uh, but also, like, they were, they became famous because they were on this show. Yeah, it's... Cassie, however, it that's a different story. This feels so sexist to me. Like, it just, it feels so terrible. This I, hear, I mean, here's the thing. Good for Colton finally, like, living his truth. Good for Colton finally. That would be extremely terrifying to have to um, say that on national television, to have to, like, to have to know that he 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 went on The Bachelor trying to erase his gay and then, like, having to come on later and be like, okay, I'm actually I'm I'm not straight. Um, And that that must be a terrible life to to live. Oh, absolutely. It also makes his season, like, his season makes so much more sense now. Looking back, I'm like, oh, that's, that explains so much of why you did what you did. Yeah, he is very, I will say, he's the most boring bachelor we've ever had. And, and he just, still is boring. He like, never seemed into any of the women. No, but I do kind of wonder, like, okay, tell me, this is a theory, and... I'm not speaking for any gays here, but this this is my theory. And I think we see it a lot in Mormon culture, too, where a gay guy will find one person that he's like, this one woman will make me ungay. And yes. I can live my life with this woman, and this will make me not gay. And he was very fixated on Cassie. He yeah. was like, this is the person, this is the person, I this mean, is the only person I can do this with. So much so that when they broke up this summer, he tracked her. She had to get a restraining order. She got a restraining order. Okay, also, I don't know where this came... I don't know... Well, I heard... Okay, I will say, if you want to hear more content on this, have you listened to the Who Weekly where they talked about this? Yeah. Because I thought it was very good. Yeah. Great discussion on this. And th- they said that it was a freaking tile. He put yeah. a tile on her car. <laughs> Come on, Colton. Go on to Amazon and find a real GPS tracker. A I, tile's not going to do anything. Have you ever used a tile? No, I haven't. But it's like it doesn't work. No, it's not I don't a think GPS it works. tracker. No. It beeps. Like, 
what are you gonna do? Like travel around Orange County and like be per tile? Yeah, but I think I think you're right. He in his mind, it was like this is my life. This is gonna make me not gay to if I just marry Cassie. I'm obsessed with Cassie. I have to it wasn't that he was actually obsessed with Cassie. He was obsessed with this was his solution. Right, exactly. To this problem. And right. when that fell apart, I it think was like, that's he when was he was like, like yeah. I've got to come to terms with this. So I do wonder if, like, I wonder if she was not into him anymore or if I wonder if she knew he was gay. I wonder if, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I looked her the, up on Instagram a few days ago and I just, she hasn't really, like, said anything or given any indication. I'm sure she's feeling very overwhelmed oh my by gosh. all of this. She, I just feel so bad for her. He's getting, he's getting... Um, long interviews on Good Morning America. He's getting a freaking TV show out of Netflix. Can I from say this. something, please? And I hope this is not too hot of a take, but this happens all the time when men come out and they're married or whatever, and everyone's like, "Good for you. This is wonderful. I'm so glad you're living and your th- truth." And I am too. But then I'm like, no, "That yeah. poor that's woman." The thing is like, right? We didn't. Yeah, I started that sentiment a few minutes ago. Like, good for Colton for coming out, but. Bad on that guy for like ruining everything in in this process. And honestly, like, if society was just more open minded, <sighs> Colton could have come out years ago, and it's you just, know neither of them would have experienced that pain. But like, she deserves more of an apology than well, what and she got. Like, re- regardless of whether, I mean, I'm not blaming this on society because there are a lot of gay people who do not ruin people's lives yeah, in the in, that's true. in the process that's of coming true. out. Like, he is. It is not okay the things that he did, and it's very annoying to me that he just now gets a free pass because okay, he's gay, and so let's just forgive him, even though he hasn't really apologized for anything. It's very frustrating. The Netflix show to me, I'm like, ugh. And the, I wonder, like, so did that did that discussion happen after he came out? Or did that discussion happen before and that's why he came out? Do you know no, what I mean? No, he like, totally this was planned. You know, he talked to Netflix. He called Good Morning America and he's like, I need the show to be a success. Let's make an announcement. And that's why I'm like, ugh. Like, there it's are, so opportunistic. It's so gross. Ugh. He's so, I, he just the, here's the thing. He's not He's not, um, he's not good TV material. I'm sorry. He's not. No, he's so boring. And he's, he's going to be boring so on the boring. show. Yes. It's going to be horrible. Ugh. Find, but- there are so many wonderful gay men out there who would make <laughs> such better TV. Yeah. Why Show are we, me why that? do we think that Colton is like the only guy that's ever come out as gay? Like, come be- on. It's there's because a million like people that we could do a reality football, TV show on. You know? And like, I guess in one way, if like people who have a hard time still accepting homosexuality if they see someone who more fits the mold of what they're used to at you know coming out and living a gay lifestyle maybe that's good but it's also like there are so many people who have been gay their whole lives (laughs) out their whole lives and are so much more interesting and we need those people to accept those people too you know let's not just just make this a show where it's like beefy gay dudes Who listen to country music, you know? Oh, oh Colton. Because that sounds terrible. Yeah, I just, I am, I think as much as I'm happy for him for the good parts of this, I'm more pissed at him for like all the stuff, all the crappy ways he's behaved. So, same. Overall, net negative. I just think that maybe I don't like him as a person, and that's fine. No, I definitely don't. And it just screws over the woman. It screws over Cassie and all the other women. It's just like, it's very frustrating. 
What we heard at the time when they broke up was that he was resistant to her politics. Like she was going to Black Lives Matter marches. Oh, I didn't know that. Here's another thing. Because when I heard him on like Nick Vial's podcast, maybe. Mm. And this was like, I don't know if this was before or after the breakup, but... He was like, yeah, I'm writing a, like a second, whatever, epilogue, or a, I'm doing an, a couple more chapters to my book that I'm editing in. It's going to be released next year, and I'll talk all about the breakup. And it's like, what... What is what is this book now? Is this book just totally null? Because like what I don't know. I'm just mad that he's like just literally capitalizing on every single thing. Talking about a reveal of a breakup like two years later. Nobody cares about you, Colton. There I was digging deep in an influencer's Instagram the other day. Uh long story. This anyway, was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was on a road. You know, we were traveling back from St. Oh, yeah, George yeah. and I like just needed a mess to occupy my time mm-hmm. and I found one. And it was like so jarring to have like deep emotional heartfelt posts and then like the next post is like Windex spawn con <laughs> and then like another and that's like how I feel this is you know it's like I'm gay this is so hard I had suicidal ideation catch my show on Netflix yeah. you know and I'm like yes uh, it's true I don't know I'm not quite comfortable with that yeah yet. it you feels know? It's too soon. It's too soon. Anyway. But the best thing to come out of this is the clip of when Billy Eichner was on The Bachelor. And if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sure you have. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've seen it. (laughs) But if you haven't, you should. And it's just so funny. Because he calls him out. The panic on Colton's face. I mean, he does not know how to respond. Billy Eichner's like, Steven should play the audio here. I'm gay. I know that's a shock, Colton. And that, I think, you should look into. Maybe you're the first gay bachelor and we don't even know. I, I, no. <laughs> Put that in your promo. See you later. <laughs> Billy Eckner's like, you could be the first gay bachelor. And Colton's face is like... <laughs> Frozen in fear. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he knows. He knows. Oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I say? <laughs> do I laugh? Do I laugh? It's so... Incredible. Iconic. All right. So that's Colton. I mean, good luck, Colton. Don't whatever stalk any more exes. Yeah. Hopefully that won't be an issue moving forward. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. That's not why we came here today. We came here because we want to talk about Top Chef. Um, Because of our conflicting schedules last week, we missed episode two. A little bit of a highlight. They did a quick fire challenge, which was diner food. Which was tough. It was a diner breakfast. and This was fun, though. It was fun. You know, some people got, like, steak and eggs. And some people got, like, an, you know, shrimp and grits. And then the last team had to do, like, a hollandaise kitchen sink. sauce. Yeah, everything was a kitchen sink or something. Yeah. It was wild. Um, who won? It was, it was Jamie who won that. And then the elimination challenge was a coffee and beer. They had to incorporate oh, coffee so hard. and beer. And it was a team challenge. They were well, working and in they, pairs. And they didn't know it was going to be a team challenge yeah. until after they decided their dishes. And so this Brutal. is where 
the so eventually Sasha or not Sasha Sasha's team was on the bottom. Brittany ends up getting sent home, but like it was just interesting. Sasha was sent home. Sasha was sent home. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah. Sasha was sent home, and um, it was interesting because they were actually vibing the most. I feel like as yeah, a partnership, friends. Yeah, and they just like they they were like it just seems like two different dishes put together, and like they're like yeah, that's literally what we did. <laughs> And that coffee crumble did not look good. Okay, I have a question for you. She called it a romesco. Do you know what a romesco is? No. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, here's a pop quiz. Pop quiz, hotshot. All right. Which one is a romesco? A. Um, a tomato relish, ground peanut garnish, yogurt or curd, cucumber, spicy cucumber, spicy coconut, spicy onion, or mint dipping sauce. That's your first choice. A. B, a tomato-based sauce that originates from Catalonia, uh, meant to be eaten with fish, a mixture of tomatoes, garlic, almonds, pine nuts, hazelnuts, or and oil, or C, a spicy sauce of chopped, uncooked vegetables or fruit, usually tomatoes, onions, and chili peppers. A? No, that's actually a chutney. <laughs> oh. But here's the thing. Whatever she made. Okay, sorry. It was not so the, a correct, the, caramesc- the correct answer is whatever. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know which one it is, but now I don't know which of it was A, B, or C. It's the tomato base from Catalonia. Tomato based sauce. But there from was Catalo- no tomato. There was no tomato. I'm like, what is this that she's calling a romesco? It was roasted nuts. It was hazelnuts and coffee. Was well, it? And coffee. It, but it was like, it looked to me like the crumble you put on a cobbler, but I don't think it was sweet at all. I don't think it, it was literally salty. looked like burnt hazelnuts yeah. to me. Yeah. Chopped up burnt hazelnuts. I'm like, why is she calling this a romesco? It, romesco, when I looked it up on Wikipedia, it looks like a marinara. It's a sauce. I'm just really mad at how she butchered a romesco. I, I liked her, is my problem. Is I thought Sasha? she was fun, and she brought like a lot I of fun Sasha. energy to the kitchen and I the house. Sasha. This was actually an interesting episode, too, because there were two reveals of alcoholism in, yeah. the, in among the chefs. So Sasha and Shoda both talked about how in the pandemic, I think maybe the restaurants had to shut down, and they took to drinking, and they were like, I'm not sure. drinking anymore. Yeah. Which was like very interesting. Yeah. Um, have you been watching um, Last Chance? Kitchen? I haven't yet. I, I like to watch them like kind of in a row. Oh, okay. So I haven't watched okay. them yet. Um, okay, you should watch it. Okay, no, no, no it but tell me you. what. No, it's fine. I don't care if you spoil it. Okay. I don't know if this is technically a spoiler because it's been on, but um, so Sasha and um, Roscoe went up mm-hmm. and then Sasha won. Yeah, that's not surprising. And then, right. And I will say, I love Last Chance Kitchen because it's very straightforward. Here's the challenge. Do it. And then we pick. You know, it's very easy, yeah. consumable, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, well, we should talk about the next episode. Okay. Then, yeah, let's yeah. The next okay. One. So anyway, um, who won that one? It was Avishar and Shoda. Oh, they my gosh. They did the carbonated grapes. Yeah. Which I was like, I don't know. I don't know. if When they bring out science and like <laughs> remember when what's his face like in he made like a parmesan foam mm. and i was like you've gone too far yeah, this is foam never sounds good to me no like let's leave science but I actually in the think lab a co2 grape sounds really I know, that's good that's the thing i'm like a carbonated grape <laughs> that's delicious I, a carbonated thing, anything what i there. loved about the shoda and avishar pairing is 
Avishar was on the bottom week one yeah. and kind of seemed like a very weak link. In Underdog, this group. for sure. Like, not a good chef necessarily, right? He made a curry and it wasn't good. He messed up rice, remember? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, Shoda's like, obviously, very, very, very talented chef. He's walking around. He's like, who wants to be my partner? And him and Avishar make eye contact. And Shoda's like, not pissed at all. He's like, great. Yeah. Like, I will totally work with you. Like, this is, will be so fun. Shoda seems like an angel descendant. Oh, from my gosh. Heaven. How does he exist? He, he is, is pure. He's just pure. And he has this great, iconic laugh oh that's my gosh, like I love deep him. and really loud. <laughs> it's amazing. I just loved this partnership. And then they did some ITMs with them together. They were just like having fun, mm-hmm, making jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, Avishar was like, making fun of him for being short and I'm like Avishar you're (laughs) half an inch taller but it's fine Um, it was just very cute and also it really I feel like boosted Avishar's confidence like gave him I don't know I just I just loved watching them together here's one of the reasons I love Top Chef you can be you can have a great week and be on top for all of them and then next week you can just have a terrible Mm -hmm. like there's really no telling what's going to happen week to week. And it seems like the winners are the ones usually who stay under the radar and kind of middle along until the end. Yeah, I mean, it is very hard to predict, I feel like. I love it. Um, And I... So, okay, so Shoda and Avatar won, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then when we're we're Dawn and... This 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 next one. So... We then we have episode three, which starts with the quick fire challenge with the Talenti gelato. Okay, hold on. But in this episode, Don and Gabriel were so in the in the previous episode. Sorry, second second oh, week that's episode. Right. That's Don right. and Gabriel were partners, and, and they, they did they the, hated each other. But they had a really good dish. They, they had did a the watermelon yeah, with compressed sour beer. beer. Yeah. The ribs, and remember, she's like, he's like chef explaining how to make ribs. I make ribs all the time. Those ribs look good. Yeah, and they did so good, and they hated working together. So yeah. this is actually rare. Gab- Gabriel, his energy is bad. Yeah, I do not like it. He is very like mansplaining. Entitled. He's very yes. mansplaining. Yes, it's and pretentious bad. and it's bad. Okay. I need him to go home. I just wanted to make that point that they were like they didn't like each other, but their dish was really good, which I feel like rarely happens. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And but like I feel like it that either makes a dish terrible or wonderful. There's no middle ground, right? Yeah. So episode three starts with a quick fire challenge, and it's I, the sponsored ones make me laugh so hard because it's like Talenti, the the gelato you can get at a gas station. Okay. Uh, so the, Talenti has these new layered gelatos, and I will say I went to Harmon's the other night, and I was looking for Jenny's ice cream, and they didn't have the flavor I wanted. But I saw the Talenti, and I was like, that looks pretty good. I mean, Talenti, I, I think. People like Talenti. Yeah. I think Talenti is a pretty well-loved yeah. gelato, whatever. I, I'm not like a huge gelato connoisseur, so I don't know. But the whole thing was they have these new layered things, and so they needed all the chefs to make a layered dessert, which was like none of them were that inventive other than Shoda. Not Shoda, Avishar, Avishar did was, the Buckeye. Yeah, incredible. I also think, um, who's the one that Sarah, who was able to... Bake a cream puff in yeah. 45 minutes, yeah, which is pastry. extremely impressive. Yeah. I Sarah, Sarah's one to watch. Yeah, she's definitely... Whose did they not like? 
Um, they did not like um, Britney's was too sweet and she didn't make her own cookie. Do not do things where you don't make your own stuff. That was like, wild. Come on. Like, did you just, just grab like, an It's just for Oreo? decoration. Yeah. Okay, don't do that. Kiki, her pie dough was unpalatable. Oh, that was so weird. She made raw pie dough. Yeah, it was not a good choice. And then Maria's was too big, they said. Which I'm like, is that a real problem? I know. Come on. Okay, so a listener reached out the other day, and they were in Arizona, and they ate at Maria's restaurant and said it's some of the best food they've (gasps) ever had. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. I'm going to go there. I honestly think that Mexican is, like, the best food a human can eat. Oh, that sounds so good. Um, Is it, uh, what is it called? Do you know? Look it up. Okay. Uh, It'll take me forever. On the top, uh, we had Byron, which I don't remember what he made, but... Oh, no, I do remember what you made. Sorry. By goat cheese ice cream. Goat oh, cheese yeah, ice that cream. Does sound that sounds good. good. Yeah. Um, then Avishar and Sarah, which we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So Avishar made a Buckeye. He used like liquid nitrogen. Yeah. To make it really cold. Nice crunch. Good texture. Peanut butter. It's the, the, it's it's the like peanut butter covered Ohio, in chocolate. Isn't it like, where's he from? Ohio? Ohio State like Food. Ohio State which is so charming. <laughs> I love that so much. Ohio is obsessed with itself. Have you been to Ohio? No, I've like, never been to Ohio. Have my, you? Two of my best friends in high school went to Ohio State and I visited them a couple times. And like just... Every 10 minutes at a party, people, someone's shouting, oh, so Ohio. Like, <laughs> just like constantly people are shouting Ohio. So it's like, like taglines. Uh, yeah. And yes. That's so funny because exactly here Texas. it's like, ugh, Utah. <laughs> like, we all have like a lot of self deprecation about Utah. Um, Avishar won $10,000 too with this. Oh, yeah. Which is awesome. That's good for him. And a new Talenti gelato <laughs> flavor inspired by his dish. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> I'm going to buy it next time I have <laughs> Okay, so then we have Gregory and um, Kwame, oh, who I love so cool. both of them. I do feel like Gregory is like has some social anxiety, and I feel like he hates this job. And it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> watching him have to like host these chefs and make them talk about stuff. Um, so they take them to different West African restaurants, and they're like, we want you to be inspired by this food to make your Elimination Challenge dish. Have you had West African? Food? I have because I spent a summer in Namibia. Um, here's the thing. I don't know I, where that is. I'm looking it up. I'm actually looking up Ethiopia to make sure it is where I think it is because I have had Ethiopian food, but it looks like that's East. Yeah, I think so. Um, Ethiopian food's good, but um, I I think that granted. This was, I went in 2006, and I think my palate has probably um, become more refined mm-hmm. since then. The true, like, West African food we had was, like, a lot of spice not necessarily incorporated. Does that make sense? So it would be, like, straight cinnamon or, like, straight, it felt like eating spoonfuls of spice. <laughs> okay. I do wonder if West African food is different on the in the south of Africa. I mean, I assume it is, and on the east of Africa. Because I went to Senegal on a study abroad. This was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you picture Africa, it's like the most western part of Africa. Yeah. And um, I had a lot of, I had, I, they talked about mafe on this and puleyasa, and I, I had a lot of that food. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I will say, like... It it was a lot. It, like that's all I ate for six weeks. So it was a lot yeah. at once, but yeah. it was good. So, 
So it was just cool. It was cool though to have this as part of the episode. Cool to like focus on this kind of food and ha- and I loved that. It was interesting at the end because the judges were all kind of in agreement of which was good and which was not good. Which was like, okay, you can't just like I just like am annoyed by people who are like, oh, I don't like this kind of like I don't like Korean. I have friends who told me they don't like Korean food, which I'm like. That's you can't just like dislike a whole ethnicity of food. And like, to that's be not fair, like allowed. I could have just had one bad restaurant, you know, right. when I yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah. And but anyway, it was anyway. So um, they took them there. They loved eating the food, and then and they did. They explained pretty well the history of West African food and how it's kind of diffused all over the world mm-hmm. because of slavery, um, and how. A lot of what we eat now is influenced by West African cuisine. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just cool to see this food, which isn't ever highlighted. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was, and it, okay, yeah, it was interesting because you have like Brittany, who's like an alpine chef, who literally, I'm, alpine to me is like potatoes and cheese. Yeah. Right? So it's like her her food feels very far from this. It feels very white. <laughs> um at the table when they're like when they're like who said it? He's like I'm I got to say this Gary Burrell's It was the one white guy with the hair. Blaze, Richard Blaze. Yeah. And he's like this is too white. And it was about Gabriel's, <laughs> yeah. which I was like this is amazing. Um it was funny. Um okay, so let's talk about what they made or what Yeah, let's talk about what they made. Okay, so, well, the challenge was we want you to take these West African flavors and incorporate them into your own cuisine. So, Kiki made fufu, Mm -hmm. which has come up before on Top Chef. I think it came up fufu before. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. I can see that if it isn't made well, then it would not be good. It's like a, it's like sticky, starchy, like, they described it as gummy, and I was like, I don't know. And like you kind of, you eat like in my memory. I mean, this was a long time ago. In my memory, it's like a sticky, starchy, you know, like almost ball, okay. and then you like pick it off with your hands and you dip it in the sauce. So it's that like sounds good. It's like the starch of the meal, you know. Yeah, and it is really good. Um, but I can see like if it's not cooked enough. Because I think they said she didn't cook down the starch, and enough. it was and cold. So it was like, yeah, and it was cold, and yeah. so that just—I mean, it really kills me when somebody like this, like who's like who like has emotional ties to I this know, food. Her dad is from the Republic of Congo, right? And yeah. she's like, "This is what I grew up on," and then she didn't cook it well. Oh, it's painful. And she was on the bottom. The prelude of this episode was her saying, "You know, I was running my own restaurant. I was highlighted in the New York Times as one of the top." black women chefs in America, but then I had to step away because I wasn't able to call my own shots, and I want to highlight that experience for black women chefs in America. And it was just not the a good challenge for yeah, her it, to not do well Yeah, it felt really sad. Um, let's see. Brittany made this red sauce. There was a red sauce that they were all inspired by at one of the restaurants, <laughs> but then she felt like it was too spicy. She's like, it's too spicy. And yeah, she added so gonna- coconut milk. Ugh. Terrible, and I just don't think an alpine chef should be working with spices. Like I just don't think she has a handle like, on spiciness. Yeah, it's just really silly. It, it, they brought up a good point though, because they were like, 
what was because they and the the funny thing is her their reaction to her food was that it was too bland. Yeah. And so she's like, well, I added in coconut milk because I thought it was she's like, oh, also she's like, I'm really not tolerant to spice. And they're like, flavor is not spice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Flavor. This was bland. It wasn't spicy. It was bland. There's not even seasoning. And so I think I mean, it's just come on. Branch out a little, Brittany. Come totally on. Totally branch out. Um, who the Haitian Chris? He made Haitian meal, but he like did it all wrong. He yeah, cooked I the plantains bad. incorrectly. They were like, "You need to know a lot of technique to pull this off, and you just don't have the technique." Ugh, here. It was yeah, that was hard too. Uh, Gabriel, he put goat cheese in the mashed potatoes, and they were not fans. Like <laughs> they, they called like it, it designer mashed potatoes. Yes. I was like, that is such a thing, and I am also tired of it. <laughs> Like just Straight give me mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes is so good. It's There's no need to maybe meet. add garlic. If There's you're no feeling need. crazy, add garlic. But we don't need anything no else. Need. We just need like that pool of butter, oh, yeah. salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you need. Um Dawn made a curried goat, crispy roti. Um Jamie look had a really good um recipe too or dish too, crispy snapper. They really liked it. Um have you ever made snapper? Mm-mm. I I want to because like it's always like one of those highbrow foods that people make and it looks delicious. I will definitely order snapper at a restaurant, but I just feel like maybe that's one of the things I just don't need to make. You know, good point. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, Avishar made shrimp and grits with eggplant. Everyone loved this dish. I just love that Avishar is now like riding this wave. Oh, he's just so I don't know. He's so pleasant for some reason. He's like such a child. I don't know. It's like somewhat endearing to watch him did cook. you watch the circle yes he reminds Wait. me of the kid on the circle uh who was like barely out of high school and he made it pretty far wait i don't the know what circle. the circle is on netflix they were all living in their this was pre-pandemic by the way they were all stuck in their apartments and talking to themselves oh like using on like a, on a phone yeah. or something hey, i think circle. i only saw i think yeah <laughs> I think I only saw maybe like half an episode. Anyway, I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, it's I couldn't watch it now, but he's like one of the guys on it. Um, and then Shoda came out with this. He was like, I don't work with a lot of spices because I cook Japanese food. Yeah. And but he came out with this cod and cabbage, and then they all were like, This looks very Japanese, and they tasted it. They're like, boom, flavor. Like they all loved it. Mm-hmm. So um so Shoda was on the top, Avishar is on the top. Sarah made a coconut rice porridge. Everyone's like, I want to eat more of this. Sarah always has good food. I just want to eat her food. Hers looked really fresh and delicious. Oh, she just... But I not just like too her. healthy, you know? Oh, like no. Not like mad greens, but like uh, <laughs> I would order this and enjoy it. Um, And then who won? Dawn. What did Dawn make? She made a goat. A curried goat. Oh, yeah. That is it's, one of the things I ate there that I was like, I, the, yeah, go, I can't the do this. The goat that I remember, it was like really fatty. Gamey. It's super gamey. I, yeah. Well, and maybe that's just a acquired maybe taste. Just, maybe it's just the way she prepared it. Maybe. Um. Anyway. Um. My gosh. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not mad. Um. So that's it. Oh, no. So what got happened on off? Last Chance Kitchen? So Brittany got kicked off. Yeah. Um. And so then, because Sasha had won against Roscoe, Sasha and Brittany. Ooh. Yeah. Which was like kind of fun. Yeah. And then theirs was like you have to make a one pot meal. So, um, 
So Brittany made a like a clam chowder type thing mm. with a fish, and then um, Sasha made. I didn't write this one down. Sasha made something, and Sasha won. Sasha won. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Sasha's still in. I don't. I think that Brittany's a delightful person. I think that she's probably really good with cheese. I just <laughs> think when you're so niche. I don't think you can be top chef. And it's really interesting because I do think maybe five or ten years ago in this competition, like knowing French food or like, Al- I don't know if technically Alpine food is French food, but White like Swiss, food. Swiss Alps food yeah. would be more advantageous. But in the, like in this competition specifically where they're really trying to branch out in terms of different ethnic origins and stuff, like it's just, they're. I think they're... Moving more towards, I don't know, non-white All food. kind of global cuisine. <laughs> Non-Western European food. Did you ever read Ruth Reichel's memoir, Mm-mm. Garlic and Sapphires? It's really good. Um, and she, so she became the New York Times food critic. And she really transformed the way the paper covered food. And she got a lot of um, blowback for it because she started covering Sushi and Chinese mm. and all these other kinds of cuisine. And people were like, you're just supposed to cover French food. Yeah. But she like revolutionized food writing and good for her. What what counts as elite cuisine. And I mean, I would rather go to a Chinese restaurant than a French restaurant. I'd rather go to a Mexican restaurant than a French restaurant. You know, I think it's very cool that like Maria makes chili rellanos for every challenge and they're gourmet and interesting. and yeah. It's way more fun to watch. Yeah. I'm really excited for this season. Me too. Um, all right. We'll be back next week to tell you what happens in... What night is this on? I always watch it's it on, on Thursdays. Man. On Thursdays. So we'll be back soon to tell you what happens on episode <laughs> we'll soon. four. Someday. Someday. Maybe. We'll, we'll, no. I'm like, My life is better <laughs> now. I think. What would you make for a one-pot challenge if you were on the... Oh, my gosh. Um, what, I don't know. You go first. Do you have something in Listen. mind? Listen. Once a week or so, I make one pot pasta, and it is so easy and so delicious. I do make a one pot pasta, like yeah, all, all, a lot. Would I do that to impress the top chef judges? Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know if I have anything. Worse. Uh, have you made anything good lately? You have no. a new kitchen. No, I just, you just barely got a refrigerator. Yeah, we've been eating out a lot. Um, we I made this. So Molly Boz, who I'm a fan of, she's From coming out with Bon Appetit, the, mm-hmm, and she's coming out with a cookbook soon. I pre-ordered it. I. I uh, subscribe to her Patreon, so she gives out some recipes. Okay. I just recently made a one of her recipes that was like it's like a steak with jammy shallots. Mm. So good. Mm. What what kind of steak? Um, I don't remember what I I don't remember what I did. It was like you can use whatever I think, but um, I think I used a sirloin, and honestly, it's a little tougher than I wanted it to be. But Shoot. it was the jammy shells really is the star of the dish. I take it back. I did. My sister and I made smash burgers. Ooh. They were so good. Tell me. Okay, so you do, um, you know, you cook the burger and you, like, smash it down, like, with a cast iron so it's super, super thin. Okay. And it gets, like, craggly and delicious. Mm. And then we put um, just, like, a sharp cheddar on it. And we did a sauce that was like tomato ketchup, chopped pickles, a little bit of hot sauce. There's lemon, there's salt and pepper. So it's like fry sauce elevated mm-hmm. with arugula. And we toasted Yum. the buns and lots of pickles. And Sounds so good. We did rosemary potatoes with it. And it was, 
amazing. Tonight, I'm going to make um, pasta carbonara. Mm. Female foodie posted a recipe okay. that she like adapted from a restaurant in Rome that's mm. the eggs, not the cream. And I'm really excited to try it. Nice. Yeah. What are you making this week? Um, I have a salmon on the docket for tonight. Um, I, I Last week, I got the... Have you tried the lobster ravioli from Trader Joe's? No. There's I was a, at Trader Joe's yesterday. Okay. There's a lobster ravioli. It. And I was like, I've never tried this. I'm going to try it. It was very good. Was I, it? Yes. How expensive is it? It's, it comes in a package. It's like normal. Are you... Never not blown away by how cheap Trader Joe's yeah, is. Yeah, why is it so cheap? The produce is so cheap. I can't, I can't, like yesterday <laughs> I filled my cart and it was under $100. I was like, oh, this never, does not I've, make sense. I've actually never done that before <laughs> to be under $100 at Trader Joe's, but it is very affordable. It's which crazy. Is great. Yeah. So the lobster ravioli was really good and I was like, oh, a lemon cream sauce would be so oh. good on this. And so I, I think it's a Bon Appetit recipe for a lemon cream sauce and put it on top. Delicious. So I have like half of that lemon lemon cream sauce left and I'm like I'm not gonna throw this away no. so I'm making a salmon tight hopefully a lemon cream sauce over that will be good mm. or under or something anyway yeah like sheet pan or what yeah and there's one have you there's a recipe out there and I've eaten it I've never made it but I'm just gonna kind of wing it where you chop up pecans really finely and you add in like pecan like so the chopped up pecans panko breadcrumbs a little bit of brown sugar and some Dijon mustard Yum. and then you put it on top of the do you salmon. toast the pecans no, because they're so okay. they're so fine, and so you put it on top of the salmon and you just oven bake it. Oh, so they bake in the okay, mm-hmm. yum. And then, yeah, and then remember that part on top of where she's like, "Don't put the sauce on the skin," and yeah. she was really mad. Yeah. I'm gonna put the sauce underneath. Where are you getting your salmon? Just Costco. And you're you're buying like a whole fillet. Yeah, yeah, yum. Good so. for you. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back to talk more about Top Chef and what we're cooking. Next week, uh, let's say uh, let's say Tuesday again. So, Tuesday, Tuesday. We'll, we'll figure see. it out. All right, <laughs> see you soon. Bye.